Welcome to another exciting and elucidating episode of the OmniTalk Spotlight Series. I'm your host, Chris Walton. And I'm Ann Mazinga. And we are the founders of OmniTalk, the fast-growing retail media company that focuses on tomorrow's companies today. And we recently went to the Zara store in Madrid and had an incredible experience. Uh, yes, we did. It was by far the best omni-channel 100%. experience we have seen to date. And one of the best technologies that we saw there was the parcel robot. So, of course, we had to find out more about it, how it came to be one of the core components of the Zara store. That's right, Anne. And in order to do that, we've brought back the company responsible for that parcel robot and its co-founder and head of business development at Cleveron, Indrik Ulip. Indrik, welcome to the show today. Hello, Anne and Chris. Thank you for inviting and, and also for taking the time to really go to Madrid even. Yes. Well, we'll we'll take the time to go to Madrid anytime. Um, <laughs> we, we, Indrik, we were really excited when we got there, as we mentioned, um, because the Cleveron parcel robot was really one of the highlights of that experience. But I'd love, uh, before we get started here, for those of you, those of our listeners who are meeting you for the first time, can you give us a little bit of background on who Cleveron is and some of the products that uh, your team provides the market? Yeah, of course. Uh, as, a, as a primary mission for Cleveron's team is uh, give time to e-shoppers. Okay. <laughs> if I may say, if I may say yeah, so. Yeah. And shoppers, how yeah. we are doing it uh, kind of is that, that, that uh, 13 years ago when we started up as a company and team, then initially we developed a product, lo- traditional lockers, and we operated ourselves for one and a half years. So we learned uh, to drive the car that we were developing. <laughs> right. So that's... Uh, and that was, that was in Estonia, right? Yes, that was Estonia. Yeah. Okay. And uh, back in the day, that gave us, in my view, also one of the main kind of ingredients, how, uh, how we have been able to kind of grow organically and evolve our product portfolio, which is now today comprises of uh, traditional lockers, static robots, and also grocery robots. And uh, recently we spinned off also uh, one part of our business, which which is dealing with uh, self-driving units. So all in all, we have a kind of very comprehensive and uh, let's say very wide uh, product range, which covers... uh, Different level volume needs and then different use cases and uh, core core theme that we are kind of aiming for with product portfolio uh, with with lockers and the static robots is that, that, that uh, not dependent on whether you are using a small locker bank uh, with I don't know eight eight lockers or you are using a big robot having thousands of trays inside or uh, let's say slots then the user experience that we are striving for is the same, that, that it all ha- needs to happen in seconds or in other words, seamlessly. And Indrik too, I, I I remember that. I remember that first interview you did with, with Anne. I was unfortunately not able to do it. I think it was like during my stroke and I was really jealous because this was one conversation I want to be in on. But I remember a part of that conversation too, which I think is important to touch on to set the base for the audience that maybe is new new to Cleveron and, and new to this conversation with you is, you know, talk to us about, why lockers are so important in Estonia in terms of how they've developed and how proliferated they've become in the market over there. Just, I mean, it's, it's a pretty dominant part of how e-commerce is done. Can you talk about that in relation to the United States, particularly Europe and potentially also where the U S could be going in that direction? 
Okay, yeah, definitely, yes. Nowadays, uh, the situation that has now um, uh, is uh, that we are having here in Estonia, but also now many other Northern European countries, uh, most of all, mostly are quite quite uh, following up very fast <laughs> in that mm -hmm. uh, trend is that, that, that the dominant delivery method has become uh, the method where people go and fetch their parcels uh, along the same moment when they go fetch their, let's say, everyday groceries. Okay. So, and, uh, and uh, no, in many countries still today, that same situation exists, but, but uh, very often also this manual handover over counter still happens. But uh, I think that, that, that uh, why really this format in Estonia and in Northern Europe has become now dominant, uh, really, really, really clearly dominant uh, versus, versus uh, home delivery uh, possibility is the fact that, that this uh, pickup option is now uh, carried out by automated solution where, you know, things, transaction and, uh, happens in seconds. Whereas, uh, you know, when it happens over the counter, it uh, takes uh, minutes, if even uh, quite a lot of minutes in case of peak hours. And why also that, that, that uh, why, let's say that, that, that uh, <clears throat> why this pickup option is uh, also uh, preferred uh, as, a, as a, let's say, foundation is that, that, that people have come used to it. They have, they realize that, that, that pick up uh, as an as a activity is, uh, you know, by nature, like an like auxiliary activity. And if, uh, which is attached to the uh, primary activity, which is buying something online. So, right. and if this auxiliary activity takes too much time, <laughs> then this reflects bad on the uh, online transaction. Right. But if this auxiliary activity can be done at the same moment when the people go anyways to the grocery store, and it can happen in seconds, then they feel that this really also internet shopping can be very comfortable. Not even talking about the possible uh, other, uh, let's say, positive aspects that, that are, have come to come, coming more and more to the realization of the people's minds is the fact that, that, that how it affects uh, in a great uh, positive way the uh, sustainability uh, arguments like environment uh, loosening up the traffic jams uh, right. there are no mm -hmm. uh, courier trucks uh, blocking the roads in suburban areas or urban areas in the tight streets that this is this is history in northern europe <laughs> right coordinated points for delivery makes yeah. sense well i think there's something really important about what you said there indrik that was that's that became very quickly apparent for chris and i was if you're going to do store pickup, it has to be quick and it has to be convenient. If it's this auxiliary activity, like you're talking about, you can't be waiting in line behind three people. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can't be waiting for that one sales associate to go in the back room and dig through all of the bins that exactly. they have amongst other things. Right. And I love that about the, the parcel robot. I think it's the 402. You said, um, the clever on 402 that's in the Zara store because it was so fast. I mean, you put, you go up, you put your parcel like QR code on that scanner and it was seconds and that package is delivered to me. And I, I was surprised how many people were using it, but it, that makes total sense because the alternative is waiting in that line. Um, Indrik, tell us a little bit about like how 
how you and Zara kind of worked together to develop that concept or what was it about the 402 that they were like, we have to have this, this is the, the better solution. Uh, yeah, as a product, uh, the 402 uh, is being, has been designed from the start to, to be a product which can handle uh, very high capacity. And how no, high capacity are we talking about, Indrik? Like how, how high the of biggest, capacity is it? The uh, installations that we have today are, uh, for example, a couple of locations where we have installed two units of 402s side by side. Oh, man. Oh, wow. The one in the uh, UK has uh, two times uh, 1,200. <laughs> uh, and the same type of location also exists in Chile, Santiago, for example. Okay. So... In those countries, you know, in those locations, we have, uh, you know, at peak uh, periods like Christmas or uh, let's say these Black Black Friday type of uh, periods. Uh, every day we hand over a thousand plus parcels every day in those locations. Well, I mean, yeah, that was the that was the most amazing aspect to me. And we, sh if you haven't seen the video, for those listening, you should watch it. It's on it's on YouTube. It's right on the right when you come to our channel, but. You, you basically scan your barcode and the parcel is like there in like split seconds and explain how explain the mechanisms by which that works Indrik, behind the scenes like because it's actually part of the architecture of the building too mm -hmm. so I'm curious like what all was what all was involved in designing that you know with Zara as much as you can tell us you know because the store you know just opened I think in April so and and then um, uh, as, I, as, I, as I was about to say yeah was describing earlier that, that it is it's from the start uh, the goal was set to do design a product which can handle uh, high capacity or high volume uh, that means that that, that uh, considering the potential let's say installation sites uh, and considering mm -hmm. the different uh, interior designs that are out mm -hmm. there you know it was uh, right from the start is designed to be modular also so that, that you can really, let's say, build up according to your specific location, uh, how wide, how high uh, uh, it can be, uh, you can have it, uh, and also where to place the con central console of the unit, you know. So it can really quite uh, very flexibly fit into the specific and very different uh, locations. Like uh, sometimes we have to build up this machine and integrate it into the wall where there's a some columns in the middle of the machine, even. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, right. Uh, then, so it's quite, uh, let's say, in that in that sense, very, very, quite uh, mm, uh, complex and uh, specific uh, task. Also, always to work very well uh, in hand in hand with the, with the, let's say architects, yeah, kind of. But inside, uh, let's say, the mechanics and uh, how it results in a so fast uh, speed is uh, first of all, of course, that that that. We, as you probably know, that, that our robotic units they don't have this kind of uh, uh, fixed size in a way that, that, that okay. uh, whatever parcels is, is put on this open tray, then the machine measures the parcel that has been put on the tray and then places ex ex exactly underneath the previous tray. So that was and that way leaves out the gap. That that gives us this uh, uh, efficient room usage. Uh, but right. then if you talk about robotics, then there are huge well, <laughs> number of people much wiser to talk about it technically. But core idea is that, that, that we have been, that, that's, that's one component definitely, which has, uh, uh, let's say, into which we have inputted 
invested a huge amount of uh, time of very wise people right. <laughs> uh, and the co- in combination of software and, and uh, mechanical engineering and uh, really have timed out every turn that uh, this robot uh-huh. inside makes it and in which moments it can speed up, in which right. moments it needs to slow down. So it has been really, every moment has been programmed and tuned out very, very specifically, even considering that the, from which uh, rack or uh, how far the rack is from the console and at which moment this robot starts to s- slow down. So Right. Yeah, I mean, it sounds yeah, it sounds like amazing optimization exercise in 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 inside the inside the unit itself in a lot of ways. But I'm curious too, Indrik. Like the big the big thing that struck me was how it was built alongside the back room of the store. You know, in in Spain, um, how important was that in terms of getting this robot to to work as efficiently as possible? Like, would you advise other retailers to? take a similar approach, look at placing these types of things alongside their back rooms to op- operate more efficiently? Uh, no, definitely. definitely. And especially in, let's say that, 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 that I'm not going to kind of, let's say, focus on the aspects of that, that, that like calculating how much the kind of uh, efficiency, uh, different processes that are, are set uh, to be in which level of efficiency, but, but, but uh, mostly, main argument in my view would be that, that the fact that, that uh, no, nowadays when you are a brick mortar retailer then you if you are seriously considering to have a let's say incorporate the omnichannel strategy into your re- uh, strategy then then definitely and expand your kind of sales uh, channels channels and ways then then definitely uh, uh, kind of uh, incorporating a seamless uh, click and collect ability into your store store uh, design definitely is a thing that that, that uh, is a must in my view and experience yeah which is really interesting to me too because going back to what you said in the beginning like the company had its roots in in facilitating pickup at auxiliary locations like grocery stores which mm-hmm. is an element i didn't really know as much until you just said that too and now it's now it's evolving into this element of facilitating pickup at the actual retailer themselves you right. know not the add-on but at the retailer themselves um, so I think that's a really interesting point of evolution and the back room proximity being a close, right. important part of that evolution too. Well, Indrik, what, tell me a little bit, you, you covered it, how, you know, it's sensing the size of the packages, but like, what are we talking here in terms of capability? I mean, can, how big of parcel can you be delivering from this unit? Um, in the Zara case, it was a lot of apparel, flat packs, maybe some shoe boxes, but like how, you know, as retailers are listening to this, how large and small products are we talking about here that these trays can handle in the back, back of house? This opening that uh, basically limits the size of this, whatever you can put into it onto, okay. onto this is uh, 40 by 40 and depth is 60. Okay, so we so as long as centimeters, forty by forty centimeters. Okay, Okay. so as long as it can come through the the window opening, it can fit. So that that allows for. I mean, that was pretty large, and so you know, it could be two boxes of shoes. It could be a total complete flat pack, you know, pair of or of jeans or something. Yeah, I just did my calculations, and oh, you did, I did. Yeah, it's roughly about one and a half feet by one and a half feet, give or take, maybe a little bit less, like technically one point three one. But 
that allows a lot of right i think that allows a lot of flexibility though for you know the types of packages you're going to get from a variety of retailers uh, Um, 15 40 centimeters is uh, 15,7 inches right yeah right yep yep so yeah that's about right yeah yeah um and and the depth the depth is uh, 60 centimeters Oh, 60 cent. Okay, great. Okay, good. Okay, awesome. Yeah. And I did that in my head, Ann, and my head is called Google. Oh, just God. so you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but but I mean, Indrick, the other last the last point I want to get you out on here, like maybe close the discussion on this is I could not believe how many people were using this robot inside the Zara store. Like we could not film a video right. because literally someone was coming up and interacting with it every minute on the minute. Um, and it's only been open for three months. Yeah. Like when we had been there, it opened in April and the adoption is so fast. Well, and the other thing I'd say too, Anne, is like people were getting it. Like we like translate. We were just in like we were just in another, you know, technologically advanced store yesterday, the, the Amazon Go Hudson News store in Chicago. And like people were struggling with what to do. Yeah. Like they just couldn't figure it out. It was actually quite hilarious. I wish we had videotaped some of the interactions. But here you had people. All right, I got my phone, scan my barcode, get my package in seconds. I'm out the door. I'm done. Like, yeah. what, is, what are you seeing? Like, from your perspective, how would you gauge adoption at this point, um, you know, here at Zara, maybe other places too? <laughs> Naturally, I would like to take all the, uh, all the glory to Cleveron. Absolutely <laughs> <laughs> having a so fast and seamless product, but clearly, but... Uh, but naturally, it, it also heavily dependent on, let's say, that, that, that uh, really, uh, that uh, usually our, our customers are really very good at, you know, shaping the total offering that uh, they are uh, putting okay. their stores forward to their customers. And, and really, uh, many of our customers are really uh, kind of... Uh, they're forward thinking. Putting a huge efforts and investment yeah. uh, in team with teams and great people that to really th- think through every minute, minute, minute sorry. detail. Yeah, the front end UX is mm-hmm. particularly important. Very, very it small yeah. steps, very, very small steps of every every uh, step uh, of of this uh, you know user uh, purchase experience. Either mm-hmm. it's uh, the, the person who comes to the store to look up something or is it uh, happens online, but it, it all needs to combine it at the store. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, I mean, uh, there, that the Zara app, you know, I think that yeah. it's a testament to what exactly what you're saying, Indrik, which is they're really thinking through the total omni-channel customer experience. What are all of the things that I might want to do yeah, as yeah. a Zara shopper in that store? But the parcel robot was a pretty great component. Well, yeah, but it, it all works together, That's, right. and which is the point of omnichannel retail, which is right. why we do the show, right? The front end UX is just as important as the back end robot picking your products and giving them to you when you show up and scan that barcode. Right. Um, all right, Indrik, uh, last question for you. What's, what, what are we going to see from you guys next? Is there going to be a 402 2.0 or, <laughs> you know, like, you know, 3.0, uh, 404, 404? <laughs> like what, what's coming next from you guys? Um, there are quite, uh, uh, let's say, uh, big, uh, let's say, new features on which we are working on, uh, and then maybe your your proposed, uh, let's say, name for that could be even the four hundred two two point oh. Oh God, don't let me name anything. Don't let me name anything. 
<laughs> yeah. but, but definitely the, the next year we are aiming to have uh, let's say new features that are uh, that our customers are let's say have uh, been re- requesting us to look into and we uh, several of those we have found to be very clearly viable to uh, evolving omnichannel uh, let's say space and uh, and also that, that, that uh, but uh, from the other angle, that was purely from that this product as a, as a product, you know, mm-hmm. developed. But, uh, but another thing is also that, that, that we clearly see that, that, that uh, in a most, uh, let's say, maturest countries, uh, mm-hmm. where adoption of the password terminals and all this last mile automation has really, let's say, in, uh, let's say, uh, are making the headway, you know, <laughs> We are mm-hmm. seeing that, that, that the utilization and the opportunities for which purpose this machine can be used is not only for deliveries. So, right. and, and to maximizing the uses, using it for collecting returns, right. uh, providing some other, it's even if you could call it like a, a so, so, uh, social services in a way, mm-hmm. collecting some uh, second-hand clothing, you know, right. consolidation, mm-hmm. you know, type of things. All these different, uh, there's a long list of these use cases which in some maturest uh, parcel terminal countries have resulted in a very, very high, let's say, maximization of this uh, investment, you know. So right. that's another angle on which we are, we are continuing to kind of, let's say, uh, work and uh, encourage our current customers to uh, evolve because mm-hmm. uh, uh, what deliver, making delivery seamless is uh, one primary option but uh, to maximize the utilization there are so many other scenarios possible as well i love that that's that's great that's why i love the show and like this i love having experts on because it, it gives you the real idea of where things are going like so now for the countries that are really developed with this kind of pickup concept it's now about getting more out of the concept right, right. it's about returns it's about you know, probably dealing with the packaging like we saw in the yeah. Zara store. Yeah. Um, peer-to-peer you know, resale. Peer-to-peer resale transactions. Which they're already doing. I mean, Cleveron's already been doing that in Estonia yeah. and other yeah. countries. Yeah. yeah. And then the other thing that you said at the beginning too that I'm I'm actually excited to learn more about and continue to watch you guys on too is the the mobility concept that mm-hmm. you guys have too. Like that's that's the, the automated, the automation of this is really interesting too in terms of, you know, getting packages from place to place as well. So yeah, that was great. Great close. Indrik, um, if people want to get in touch with you, they want to learn more about Cleveron, they want to pitch you a name for the next round, the Cleveron <laughs> 403.0, um, what, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Uh, quickly to provide maybe three, uh, three, three routes, options. Uh, three routes. All directly right. Through, three directly through LinkedIn, uh, Indra Kolup, uh, Clever on, you can easily find me probably. Secondly, please do, uh, through website of ours, cleveron.com, or then write direct email indrak at cleveron.com or sales at cleveron.com. All right. He's giving out his personal email. I know, right? Indrik, people are going to be, I think the phone's going to be ringing off the hook. Um, email inbox is going to be full. I want to thank you so much uh, for taking the time with us today. Uh, thank you, Indrik Olap, the co-founder and head of business development for Cleveron, for sitting down with us today. And as always, for everyone listening, please be careful out there. 